Welcome to the Weekly Offload, a podcast that discusses serious rugby league topics with a dash of dark humour. Welcome to the Weekly Offload. So we've got a bit of a different one today, boys. So it's going to be a little 15-minute um, podcast today. It's going to be rehashing our podcast on gambling. I thought at the time I personally could have spoken about it a little bit more in depth, just about my story, but we were starting off with a podcast. So obviously, the nerves, Achilles especially does know about the nerves with this podcast starting off. Matt's just so laid back in Northern. I don't think he ever has nerves <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I re-listened to the gambling one and I thought we could do it slightly better. Just give you guys like a 15 minute um, spell on, on gambling. So I might just start with a few. Oh, actually, I'll introduce the boys first and we'll start with some stats. So we've got Matty Gardner. He's back. Ew. He's back in town. And then, of course, the NRLW expert, Achilles Byrne. G'day. I'll start with some stats, boys, just on gambling. So over 80% of Australian adults engage in gambling of some kind, and that's the highest percentage in the world. 300,000 would be addicted by August in Australia. Gambling kills one Australian each year, and Australians lose $25 billion. That's on legal gambling each year, which is the biggest per capita in the entire world. So obviously, there's a big problem in Australia with gambling. I'm going to tell my story last because obviously it's quite... Uh, it's a massive one. Uh, Maddie. do you think any of the players or have you experienced anything um, in the playing group with gambling? Um, gambling is it's pretty prominent within the playing group um, across a lot of different sports. It's more of like a, a social thing. Like the guys, like they like doing it together in the changing rooms, like to talk about what they're going to bet on and things like that. They, at the end of the week, in the weekend, um, generally you're going to look at things like in the UK, Football, that's a huge one. Everyone loves putting a an acker on <laughs> back home, <laughs> um, and yeah, they would never. I would never come across anybody who would bet on our sport. Um, but there's football, and I would say horse racing. It's quite prominent for the lads to gamble on back home. And then we, I think we were saying on the original gambling episode about betting shops in the UK. So you said it's like oh. very, sti- very dirty <laughs> place. Like it's really, Yuck. yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, and you might no. get your, your thumbs broken. You might get your thumbs <laughs> broken and you may also get stuck to the floor and never be able to leave. Oh, really? Yeah, either that or you're going to die of smoke inhal- inhalation. Mm. And then did you, Maddie, for <laughs> anyone who didn't listen to the original, did you... Had no anyone who gambled, any relatives? Uh, I may have told a little story about my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, well, my brother played for St. Helens back in the UK. And um, when we first turned professional, like, I think it was probably in our first couple of years of turning professional, because we both turned professional at the same time. So he would have been around about maybe 21, maybe a little bit older. And he got quite into poker. And poker was, like, huge mm. at that point in time in the UK. I think it was pretty big all around the world, to be fair, but it just became huge around the UK, and everyone used to play it. And, like, that's another thing that the boys love doing. On the back of the on the back of the bus going to an away game or on the way back, or if you stay over at a hotel or anything like that, 
they always get the poker chips out and have a go. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so my brother, he 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 took a liking to poker. He got okay at it. He then somehow, I don't understand how it happened really, got lots of other players within the uh, competition to start coming to his house <laughs> to play um, poker competitions. <laughs> and it was like, it became like really, really well known, like that everyone went to his house in St. Helens <laughs> and they'd put on these mad poker competitions with lots of money. <sighs> and yeah, and it was, it was, it was pretty famous like in the, we're in the world of rugby league back home that's um, gangster. yeah <laughs> until it gets out of hand yeah and Which, you know my life is a bit yeah, yeah yeah it gets out of hand and somebody loses lots of money hmm. my brother and <laughs> no. um you know he, he never he was never at a point where it like you know it consumed his life and it took mm. over and he lost everything or like that but he did lose a large amount of money and i think that was the point where it was like all right you know, he's sensible enough to stop there. And I, I, then that, that little poker ring was done. <laughs> but I think we chatted on the first one, Maddie, just about like it's it's as we were sort of saying, you know, some people can walk past a fast food restaurant. It's not saying gambling should I don't actually it's funny when you hear my story later, I don't think it should not exist because some people can take it or leave it. You can do five dollars. My problem, I guess, is that it's so advertised in rugby league, like three o'clock game. We spoke about Achilles on the, the very first one, just about uh, the fact that I think it should be after 11 o'clock, say, for example, for gambling ads or anything like that. Uh, what's your opinion, I guess, even on gambling uh, stadium names or even sponsorships as well? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think... When um, going back in the day, when I was talking about the, the smoking ads and Winfield Cup and stuff like that, it's, it's been an addiction. Well, gambling is a massive addiction, and I think if you expose that to young kids, they just see that as a norm. So, I mean, if they're still gonna name stadiums or gonna like advertise gambling, it should be well, not particularly stadiums, but just advertising. They should do that after like a nine pm. Or um, when it comes to uh, you know naming stadiums. There's so much money involved, you know. Um, they've got to be some sort of regulation. I don't know how they how they'll do that, but yeah, I, I think if they're gonna ban like smoking, um, they should you know sort of look towards like the gambling because it does ruin lives. Yeah, which probably is a good segue into this story. So I I said it on the first uh, gambling episode, but I wanted to sort of um, go into a little bit deeper. So for myself, I had um, saved up $50,000, turned it into one hundred and seventy-five, and then lost it in um, six weeks, basically. Four to six weeks, I'd say. And then it was probably like the worst time of my life. Like I had uh, depression, obviously, by the money. I was sort of lying to my parents because they would say, oh, can I borrow $200, $400? Because they knew I saved money quite well. Because my uncles were gamblers, so they they always used to say to everyone, "Oh, Maddie doesn't gamble at all." So that made me feel more guilty. Too they, after they said, "Why didn't you tell me?" But you do feel like, "Well, I'm a loser because I lost." So basically, my story is that I had a week. 
it's pretty deep boys for this podcast but i had a week where i actually like contemplated whether i wanted to live anymore like that week i thought uh, i thought if i can't think of reasons to live like this will probably be the last week of my life and i can remember it very distinctly like i took my niece to a uh, the swing and I was pushing her on the swing and I thought one was do I want to see her grow up that was the first thing and I'm not saying suicide is a way out I definitely did not agree with that and I think it's hard for everyone involved I actually think if you're the one to do it how bad can you feel to want to do that but I, I also thought to myself is this how I want to personally end my life as in my mind a loser which we know it's not it's an addiction but um, so that week I, I started to think of ways that or reasons that I wanted to live and basically on that when I was pushing my niece on the swing I wanted to mention her because I didn't on the first one um, that she was one of the main reasons why I thought I want to see her grow up and now she's you know 13 and um, growing up so quickly mm -hmm. but um, I just yeah, she was probably one of the main reasons. So what I did after that, I started looking back. I'm not uh, saying this works for everyone, but I started looking back at when I lost or why I lost and what percentage of bets I would win on. And then basically after that, I won, I think, 21 or 22 bets in a row over a four-week period. And then I won the 220 grand back. And can I tell you a quick uh, one of the most memorable games was uh, Parramatta are down 31 to 6 against the West Tigers and I need them to lose by less than 6 to get to win the money or I don't win this money at all. This is like pretty early on when I've got 30 grand and I can remember like I'm not uh, very I'm not an ultra religious person but I remember looking up and I said like my grandfather passed away and I go just give me this one and I'll do the rest and I'm not joking like literally 30 seconds after Parramatta wow. score they score again they score again and it's the last 90 seconds they're down by seven so my bet's losing by one point they pass <laughs> it out to Chase Blair he runs down the sideline it's him and um, Moldson from the Tigers yeah, yeah. and he gives him the big Biggest palm and scores in the corner. Oh, how so, it, so some eels. Uh, I can get. I got like goosebumps now because mm. I can remember the feeling. But some eels fans were cheering. But that basically changed my life. And I was with my mate Chris, who supported Cronulla, and he was like, "Oh, that was pretty good at the end." And I was like, "Yeah." Did anybody? Oh, did anybody around you know that? that no. Was the bet? Not one person. <laughs> not one person. <laughs> and then, if you watch it on YouTube, I've watched it again. I can show you guys the exact game. Yeah, he. It's a ninety second they kick off and it means nothing because we're down by seven for the Eels nothing at all and then they throw it out wide off the kickoff and he runs like Chase Blair runs past straight past the winger and then Moulton's like right on him it's like uh, when I score a goal against Achilles yeah. on FIFA <laughs> there's like three people around him and yeah he gives him the biggest like if I go from English term, like, don't argue mm. and scores in the corner. And then Luke Burr doesn't matter about this for my bet all the season, but he kicks it from the sideline. They lose by one point. Oh, so, wow. for that, so for that game, they lost, but for wow. me, they won. Wow. So in the last 90 seconds. And then after that, most of the bets were relatively mm. not as close. Like, because mm. I'd lost, uh, like, in that losing run, I'd lost in Golden Point. I, I put money on... Storm to beat uh, the Warriors 
and that would have won me like around 70 grand to get me back Jeez. on there. It would have got me back on the run to, to win it back and wow. uh, and they Warriors knocked over. I can remember Sean Johnson, if you guys can remember oh. the game, he did like a really good um, flick pass and they ended up winning the game. I actually thought Warriors could win and I nearly gave him with a start and then I changed my mind because everyone was saying Melbourne, Melbourne, they're a juggernaut. It was in Melbourne wow. and they won to make the grand final against Manly. Wow. And then that was the same thing. I was sitting with a group of people. I can remember it very – and no one knew anything and I just like – but not lost, you get what I mean? Not yeah, lost yeah. 70 physically – grand but if i won i would have been 70 grand and then i would have tried to win back the money and this was probably like uh three months before i won initially so yeah so how much Um, money were you having to put on per bet Per bet, uh, the most I did was 50 grand. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had that on wow. state, one game in State of Origin, I had that on. And I can remember Paul Gallen did like a tackle on a Queensland player, like really, really close to the line. It was very similar. I, I preferred to bet on not the winners, but the start. Because mm. I thought if an underdog, I, I'd see an underdog and I think, I actually think they can win. But what am I going to do? Bet like. They can win and it's $3.20. But what if it's a close game and then I start freaking out like for 50 grand? So I used to do with the starts. Let's say they gave him like eight and a half start. I think that origin was Blues actually end up losing by two. Wow. But they kept them like it was the, Queensland were winning by two and they were real close to the line. And I can remember the tackle like Gallon did like super close to the line. And um, if I can tell the story about my dad, years after, or not years, but probably a year after, he actually found it nerve wracking to watch footy because I told him that story and he always thought oh, has wow. Matt put uh, 50 yeah. grand like on the game so I've literally been yeah. going like that <laughs> yeah but I think in the end to be honest like it, it, he also asked me when I'd won he was the only person that was angry because he was scared I'd do it again mm. but he said like what is the feeling like because obviously he wasn't a massive gambler but poker machines he'd won money on poker machines and he goes what is the feeling and I said it's like nothing you can sort of imagine but in the, the last bit I won it was relief mm. it wasn't excitement because I just thought now I can tell everyone my story and I, like I'm done with it now well that's one thing I wanted Finish. to ask you like it's for some Someone like me that doesn't understand gambling, I don't, I don't really like it. Like I've got mates that involved with it, you know. It's one of those things, you know. Before when in my twenties, we'd go out, we'd go to a pub, and you know they'll go straight to the poker machines before they go out. So you watch mates blow a couple of hundred dollars, a couple of thousand, never fifty. But mm. um, I, what is it about gambling? Is it the adrenaline? Is it about the money? What like what is it? I think it is for me personally it was the adrenaline but I also think like I never felt when I was younger that I was like uh, the best at something mm. so I think once I started winning and other people would say oh I did a five dollar multi and it didn't win or it did win but I had the guts to put the money on mm. so I and when I started winning it was like uh, to be honest like I don't want to say like a godlike feeling but it's like <laughs> Oh, these people are idiots. But then once I lost the money, it completely flipped around. Like, obviously, the self-talk was very bad at that time. So, yeah, my personal opinion is that we should have gambling. You should be able to gamble because it's like me with alcohol. Like, I could drink one weekend and not drink for six weeks. And I don't even blink an eyelid. Whereas other people can't. 
need to drink every day. So I don't think banning gambling is the is the answer. Yeah. But I do think it's like what you just said with the cigarettes. Don't put it in kids' faces because you yeah. don't know how much. So we were always told not to gamble because my my uncles gambled. But how much of that was still going in yeah. my psyche that gambling was around? And when I worked in the factory, everyone used to talk about the odds. Yeah. Before I started gambling big. So I'm not blame. It's a like I shouldn't have done it 100% and some people can't but that was my addiction like over anything else. I, I agree with you. Like gambling has been since way of old. I think they should have more support groups around it, you know, mm. have some more safe places where guys like yourself can talk to, you know, like if you, like you said, you lost that money but your friends didn't know but then you, you should have a safe spot and I think they should promote that a little bit more um, and, and allow, especially guys like, Guys, we've got too much ego, so we don't want to say, oh, we lost this much money or... Because it's a shame, you know? Like, and um, if they're going to do, like, uh, point bet stadiums and do, or do all this, they should... Um they should promote like safe spaces more. Yeah, I think 100%. I will close it off, boys, with what you just said, Achilles. I think, oh, so the hotline in New South Wales is 1800 858. 850 and then or in the uk you can go to uk. i think it is getting better um the communication and education especially for younger people but i still think we have a, a long way to go